The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome to this week's episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, pastor of Family Discipleship here at Providence. Thankful for you, our listeners, and uh, if you joined in last week, you know that Dave Owen and I started talking about chapter 12 of Paul Tripp's book, Parenting, and had a little bit of a long conversation, so we're breaking it up over two episodes. So the title of the chapter was Control, and the main principle at the beginning was that the goal of parenting is not control of behavior, but rather heart and life change. God wants more from us than just to control what our kids do and say, but rather he wants to use us as instruments in his hands to bring about real and lasting heart and life change through the gospel, through the grace of his son, Jesus. And last week, we uh, we talked through the first part of the chapter. We read some verses from Psalm 51, and we started diving into these six agenda-setting observations, uh, which start on page 172, and that's where we're going to pick back up today. So I hope that the second half of my conversation with Dave is an encouragement to you. Okay, number two, your children need to understand the nature of sin so they don't minimize its danger. Hmm. So he really, he, he actually points out the fact that David uses three different words for sin in Psalm 51 uh, to help us uh, kind of get a, a full picture of the, the dangers of sin and help our kids see it as well, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, w- what's some of the stuff he, he throws out here, Dave? Yeah, I, I think he, he's, he's using words like iniquity and transgression. And I think, you know, when I read this, I, I, I kind of thought of the idea that uh, some of the things we've tried to teach our, our children, like it's not that the day when you're three years old, two years old, and you tell a lie that you then become a liar, Mm-hmm. Um, you lie because you are a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the nature of the human heart. Yeah. It's not that you do these things and then they make you this, this sinner that the Bible calls us. <laughs> no, it's, it's our very nature uh, uh, at the very core. And, you know, Andy, doing college ministry for 15 years, uh, I really saw, this is one that stood out to me, that I saw that um, we, we so many uh, students came to understand, and re- many came to faith, thought they were a Christian, but when they came to college, uh, they had such a low view of sin, yeah. which translated into a very low view of the cross and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and all that he accomplished that we could not accomplish. And, and so I've saw many students in those years come to genuine faith uh, because they had never repented of, of their sin. They just did, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't want to go to hell. Uh, and so I prayed a prayer and they've never grasped the sin nature. So no one ever made much of grace who made light of sin. I remember uh, a brother saying that when I was in college and it it struck me. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we fall short. We, we, um, we have moral uncleanliness inside of us and we actively rebel, transgress against God's boundaries. Um, number three, your children need to understand that their problem is not with their parents, but with God. What's he getting at here? Mm, I, I love it. And I mean, it, it said it as you read, you know, that it's, um, every sin is vertical. Yeah. Uh, every sin is a fist in the face of, of God. And, uh, I, I think for, to train our children 
to uh, understand it does affect and hurt the relationship with mom and dad. Uh, uh, if you're a single parent, uh, it, it affects uh, that relationship. But more than that, it affects the relationship with God Himself. Uh, one, if, if if you're not a if your child's not a, a believer. Um, you know, it's it's interesting uh, in John three, three. I mean, we love John three sixteen. Uh, it says you know, we know for God to love the world, God sent His only Son. Uh, but the end of John three is that it says that the wrath of God uh, is is abiding on those that don't who don't know, obey the Son. Don't obey the Son, and uh, and this is serious. And so I think, to, and and if you are a Christian, as, as I said, if your child's a, a Christian and they sin, I think that's where we we uh, try to train them in understanding that repentance is is both for the non-believer to come to know Jesus, but it's also for the believer to continue in healthy fellowship um, with God and with others. So I think that's a that's a huge um, truth that uh, that I think we need to instill in, in our, our children. Uh, and just as we repent, we're made right with God, I think repentance also, it brings health to the family. Mm-hmm. It brings a, a, a sweetness uh, to the family. Well, I mean, in the period uh, after these sins, these, these grievous sins, and before he repented, I mean, the way David described it in Psalm 51 is that, you know, God had broken his bones, had crushed his spirit in a sense, and there was no joy. He wants God to restore the joy of his salvation, and, and that comes through, yeah, repentance, turning away from sin, turning back to God. And, you know, this one is a point that, that many people might stumble over, that every sin is, is vertical, essentially. Um, but it's good to see, like, you know, David, he committed adultery. He had a man killed. Uh, and he says in his prayer against you and you alone, I have sinned like, mm. to God. And so obviously his sin created dramatic trauma for other people, but there's still a primary vertical reality right. too. There's a God-centeredness that he had. Yeah. That yeah. is so good. Um, number four, your children need to understand that sin is a nature problem that produces behavior problems. Now, you kind of got at this earlier about lying and liar and stuff, but but yeah, let's say it again. What's what's he saying here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think oftentimes as parents, I know for, for my wife and I, we we often want to deal with the, the symptoms rather than the root. Uh, and you, you know, the, you know, the game at the, uh, the state fair, uh, I'm sure you probably love it. Whack-a-mole, right? <laughs> you just, right. I'm but, too cheap to play games uh, like that. Come on, day. man. You know, you, you know, you love beating that dude when he pops out. Well, there's a way to win that game. And the way you win it is you unplug it and, and they all go down, right? <laughs> that, that's the way you win it. And, and I think we, we deal with the symptoms of sin trying to be, and instead of killing it, and and I think I think it was a John Owen to be killing sin or sin will be killing you. That's right. Um, and and so so I think if we can get to the heart, uh, which I know number five we'll, we'll read it in a second. But I think just so many times we're, we're again goes back to controlling the behavior, trying to to manipulate or modify it in a certain direction rather than getting to the heart uh, and getting to the the root um, and dealing with it like that and 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 training our children. Of just not the symptoms, but the heart. Like my kids do something, they lie, whatever. It's it, that's a heart issue, and it's against God and it's against us. Rather than just don't tell lies. <laughs> Some of us, uh, I think, there's a tendency to feel embarrassed by the reality that we are born sinners. That you know, the Bible teaches we inherit a corrupt nature. I think people hesitate to state this truth because it, it, you know people in the world are will kind of maybe laugh at it and mm-hmm. and scoff at this idea 
And um, But, you know, that's the point that David makes in Psalm 51. It's the point that Paul Tripp is making here is that we are born sinners. We came into the world this way and that we have to recognize, not that we commit sins and become sinners, like right, you said, right, that right. we are sinners, therefore we commit sins. And I can remember this is like 14, 15 years ago, I was helping someone put together a slideshow for a wedding reception, right? You know, you do pictures from a a person's childhood all the way up to their, you know, when they're about to get married. And I was helping this guy and and, uh, he's like, hey, do you have any suggestions for a song to put with this this guy's pictures of when he was a baby? I said, oh yeah, there's this great song by Indelible Grace called God Be Merciful. And it's from Psalm 51. And it starts like this. It's really somber and slow, but it's God uh, it says, I am evil, born in sin. And he just looked at me kind of smiling. I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, yeah. uh, he thought I was joking. But, you know, it, it's not, it is It is for our good and our joy yes. to come to acknowledge this truth, to accept this truth right. that we are born in sin. And you don't have to have been a parent long to know that you don't have to teach your children how to sin. That's right. We have this corrupt nature. And until we acknowledge it and come to grips with it, we're not going to cry out for mercy. That's right. Amen. That's right. Yeah. All right. Number five, your children need to understand that since sin is a heart problem, the only solution is a new heart. That's right. I mean, again, it's not making bad people good. It's dead people alive. And, and this is John three. You got to be born again, right? You must yeah. be born again. We need a divine and, heart transplant, he says. Yes, that's it. I, I love that language mm-hmm. of of creating that um, new heart. And, and, and even David's, you know, Psalm, I mean, create in me a clean heart, renew in me. Um, he's crying that out. And you won't cry out with a depth of dependency upon the Savior if you don't understand the nature of the problem. And again, he said, he's done this several times in the book, but um, you know, if we could fix all of our problems by instruction, education, mm-hmm. or any other way, Jesus wouldn't have had to come mm-hmm. and suffer the cruelty of the cross, the shame, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the pain of dying in our place. But he mm-hmm. did because our problem was that serious and mm. that was the only the only way to rescue us that's right all right last point yep. your children need to be taught to run to the only place of hope the forgiving grace of god yeah what a great way to, to end it i mean this is it and i think you know and i think we've got to not only teach this model this but i think we have to let our children know that the only hope for us in parenting is the grace of god uh, I think we have to to show them that we are leaning into this grace, and this is the grace that will rescue them, the grace of the good news that he has sent his son to do what we could not do, to live the life that is required by a holy, righteous God. And by faith and trust in him, we are justified and given that righteousness. And uh, And so to be able to model that for our children, to show that our dependence is is fully on him is so huge. I remember one time, um, Andy, as we close, uh, I, I was I was really mad one morning trying to get all four kids to school, and, and we had a minivan at that time, and minivans are V six, they don't go that fast, but um, but it, but if you back up fast enough and kind of throw it in drive, you can squeal a wheel, right? You can actually, with, with a minivan, puts a front wheel drive. So the weight of the van shifts to the back, lifts it up, and the wheels could actually spin, right? Okay. So I was so mad that I actually I actually squealed a wheel leaving leaving to go to school, right? And I felt kind of manly because a minivan to squeal a wheel is awesome, right? <laughs> and I just opened the door. I didn't throw the kids out, but I said, get out. I, I was so mad. I got home, was convicted. And I just was like, I'm so, I had to start vertically, right, with God. And then I went and got Josh out of class. He was in kindergarten, I think. And uh, I apologized to him 
uh, outside the classroom uh, because I just wanted to make it right with them. Yeah. I had really messed up and I needed grace and, uh, and so do our children. So Amen. great, powerful great, testimony. great chapter. Yeah. It is. Yeah. He says the hopelessness is the doorway to hope. When we come to the end of ourselves, uh-huh. our wisdom, our ability, that's when we really start to hope in God's grace. And yeah, such a, such a life giving, hope giving word is. to end on. It so is. thanks brother. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for thank having you, me, man. I'm grateful for joining. Yeah. Catch you on the next episode. Alrighty. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.